We had an absolutely crazy Monday night. Amidst a wild Lamar Jackson incredible comeback, John Gruden resigns from the Las Vegas Raiders in disgrace amidst this whole scandal with his old emails and all the horrible things he said. And we have a little bit of fantasy talk coming at you as well here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, everybody, welcome into the Locked On NFL podcast. It is Tuesday, so you've got Luke Braun, host of Locked On Vikings at Luke Braun NFL. Myself, Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day here on Locked On NFL. And a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, Hi, beautiful people. Y'all, we have a big topic to get into at the beginning of this one. As Luke said, uh, John Gruden resigns in disgrace. I don't think there's any best way, any better way to put it. Listen, uh, John Gruden, former now head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, now out in Las Vegas after the surfacing of several emails that included uh, overtly problematic language, uh, that uh, including homophobic epithets, uh, uh, comments about Demora Smith, the president of the NFL Players Association, having lips the size of Michelin tires. You've got sexist remarks. You've got anti-gay remarks, you've got uh, all these other things going on around concussion protocols. I mean, all of these emails becoming available thanks to uh, a uh, sort of investigation that's happening with the Washington football team going into their workplace, toxic workplace culture. And this was all released by the uh, New York Times. Uh, and, and I quote from the New York Times, he denounced the emergence of women as referees, drafting of a gay player, and the tolerance of players protesting during the uh, playing of the national anthem. And that sh- kind of feels like it's just the tip of the iceberg. So all of this comes down to in the middle of the great Monday night football game, the uh, former now head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders resigns. It's now going to be special teams coach uh, uh, Rich Bisaccia, who's going to step in place as the interim head coach. These emails were all found as being connected to Bruce Allen, the former WFT president. I mean, there's so much here, Luke. And, yeah. and the, the sad part about this is that it feels like there's a truth and there's sort of a reality in which this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, so I think it's really important to understand that the reason all this came out is because John Gruden and Bruce Allen are good friends, mm-hmm. dating all the way back to Gruden's first stint in the, in the NFL. Um, they know each other and they talk to each other like friends, like they're very comfortable with each other, too comfortable with each other. And I think what you're seeing here is somebody got caught saying stuff they didn't know other people would hear. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's... Kind of how you could like, it's really easy to imagine a lot of other people in the NFL talking a certain way when other people can't, when they don't think other people can hear. Maybe don't use your work email on that, Bruce Allen. Uh, but I, obviously that's beside the point. Emails like, <laughs> right. you know, not even don't send emails like this, but like, listen, I know we don't like to curse here on the Locked On Podcast Network, but honestly, oh, no. like, John Gruden, just like, don't be a poopy doo-doo head, dude. Like, <laughs> leave it alone. Like, you didn't need to I, yeah. you don't need to be this person, period. I don't know. Right. It, and it's contemptible, of course. And, right. and But also stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, it's horrible. And 
the fact that he had to basically go up and resign in disgrace and say, I don't want to be a distraction, blah, 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 um, just to evade the PR of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy during Monday Night Football, by the way, the former Monday Night broadcaster right. during Monday Night Football. And by the way, we will talk about that game. So don't worry about oh, yeah, uh, if yeah. you wanted to hear about Colts Ravens. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I, I think, look, your favorite team's got people all over the staff that are like this, too. <laughs> this is not uh, some just John Gruden special to him thing. It's all over the NFL. And the only reason we aren't clearing out three or four people from every NFL staff is because those guys didn't get caught. Yeah. Um, and if they did get caught, they would be. It, it's one of those dark realities of the NFL that we just kind of have to reconcile with mm-hmm. and just kind of say, OK, h- how can we just ignore this and enjoy football? And if you can't ignore it and join football, like good for you. And if you can't, then it just kind of has to suck watching football while you, if you can't not think about it, you know? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to try to juggle all of that. Right. It's like separating like the artist from the person or, or, or whatever. And like all these different sort of these different sort of situations that we encounter all throughout life. But like this, I'll tell you what, man, this really stinks for Las Vegas Raiders fans because they're, in the thick right yeah, now, those game out of first AFC West, and like you, you finally have this season where you know the the Kansas City Chiefs are two and three fighting for yeah. relevance in the AFC, and then you know then this happens, and and I don't mean that from the perspective of like this this is only important because the team was doing good. I just mean for the fans in a brand new market and and everything that was going on, like the people that support this team, this organization, this is kind of a crappy situation for them to now have to sort of wade through in order to enjoy something that they're passionate about. Yeah, and I think it's nice for them to have some veteran leaders in there, some people who sure. you know, like Derek Carr and, and Waller. Mm-hmm. They have players who I think can kind of step up in the like you would now have a group of people who are all going through something really really tough together you just yeah. lost your head coach to something that was nobody's fault but his own um and you just kind of have to like deal with that and try to go play a game next week um and i think having that veteran leadership really helps you know and you it, it almost becomes a rallying cry like it's one of those things where they might kind of use this and say well we're going to beat them anyways. You know, we're going to yeah, overcome right. this and, and, you know, use that sort of adversity to inspire it. Um, and, and I think you kind of find out that this really tests your metal. You find out what you're made of, you know, if you can overcome something like this or if you can't. And if you can't, it's probably understandable. And if you can, it's all that much more impressive. Um, but obviously, it sucks to have to be put into that position. You'd rather just, you know, not have your head coach have a decades long history of officially recorded emails of him being awful going all the way back to like 2018 by the way this is not you know oh he said something back in 2003 no this is like two years ago (laughs) it's really it's really just an insane situation and as you mentioned it happened in the midst of an insane monday night so look if you want more on this nobody's going to break it down better than your boy q over at lockdown raiders he's going to be all over this as well as what the raiders do moving forward and sort of looking at you know the next steps for this football team who are now going to be under the leadership of Rich Passaccia as they try to remain competitive within not only their division, but their conference. But hey, look, it wasn't all doom and gloom on Monday night. We were treated to a fantastic Monday night football game. We're going to talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson, who just seems to evolve every time that we see him. I don't know if we've seen his final form yet, but I feel like we're getting really close. And of course, a fantastic comeback victory for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll have that and much more coming up for you as we continue on with this Tuesday episode. Luke Braun, Ross Jackson here with you for Locked On NFL. 
Speaking of that Monday night game, so I have been playing around with all of BetOnline's new tools. BetOnline is an awesome place to go and uh, make your bets on a primetime game you would have otherwise had no stake in. Like, I don't care about Ravens, Colts, I'm a Vikings fan. But I had all kinds of fun just building my own prop bets in their prop bet builder. I've been like obsessed with it. And their live betting apparatus is really fun too. bet one team in the first half and then bet the second half. That's what I did with Bill's Chiefs uh, when they did. Sunday night, you know, I was like, okay, Bills are going to scream out to a lead and then the Chiefs will come back. So I did a first half and a second half bet went one and one. Um, But they have all sorts of other news, odds, props, everything going on. Football, pro and college, uh, WNBA finals are going on. You can bet on that. You can even play your favorite Vegas casino games. All of that at Bet Online, And you can enter promo code LOCKEDON L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N If you haven't signed up yet, just do that. And when you make your first deposit, enter that promo code Locked On. You get a 50% welcome bonus. That means for each dollar you put in, you get 50 cents slapped on top of it, courtesy of Bet Online in free play money. That is at BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. All right, y'all, it's Locked On NFL. Luke Braun, host of Locked On Vikings, myself, Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and on all platforms, including on YouTube. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at rockauto.com as well. Amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And, of course, don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you. Luke, is it just me or is Lamar Jackson just getting better every time that we see him? Because this game from Lamar Jackson, as well as other players around the Baltimore Ravens, was absolutely outstanding. He like siphoned Patrick Mahomes' magical comeback energy. <laughs> so for those who missed the game, this was all Colts until like yep. the fourth quarter. Um, yep. Colts screamed out. I, I think their lead maxed out at 22 to 9, uh, maybe 25 mm-hmm. to 9. Um, and they... They screamed out to a lead. The The Ravens seemed like this absolute disaster. And they just melted down and they were turning the ball over and stuff. And the yard line. <laughs> yeah. Um, which Darius Leonard almost took back for a touchdown. But then right. they like cashed in that drive anyways, even though there was a little bit of a forward fumble lateral. Was it a pass or not? Um, which, by the way, and all yes, of that the drama was going forward. It's clearly forward. I don't know what people people are like posting screenshots. I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) so the Colts were dominating and then Lamar Jackson just turned it on and he had four drives at the end of the game, including an overtime drive all over 70 yards, I believe all all scores to all touch and two point conversions on top of that and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. They screamed back into this one to tie it. Twenty five, twenty five game goes to overtime. And the Ravens win the toss. And by that point, the Colts defense is gassed and they stood absolutely yeah. no chance. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know, throw it on the pile of legacy Lamar Jackson things. Like, he's so cool. Man. They they got 540 yards, I think, in this one. And Lamar Jackson accounted for 504 of them, either on the <laughs> ground or passing. Just, just an incredible game. And he didn't even run that much. He only got like 50-ish run yards. It was all yeah. through the air, just playing good quarterback. Yeah, and that was one of the big... Uh, Storylines going into this one, would the Baltimore Ravens hit the 100-yard rushing mark for no, as yeah. a team and then push to 44 straight, which would have been the new record? Instead, they don't get that 100-yard rushing mark. They stay at 43, tied with the Steelers for that record. They asked Lamar Jackson after the game about it. He said, oh, we didn't get it? That's all right. We got the W. And that's exactly the attitude that you love to hear. Look, the Baltimore Ravens, 22 unanswered points, 28 points in the last 20 minutes of the game. Uh, the first half stats versus the second half in overtime for Lamar Jackson. First half, 
8 of 11 for 107 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. That was Lamar Jackson through the air. Second half in overtime, 29 of 32 for 335 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. When he flipped that switch, he flipped that switch. And I'll tell you what, the defense had a big part to do with this as well. I want to shout out Calais Campbell for coming through, not only having the big uh, tackle for a loss at one point where he just bulldozed in the, into the backfield and knocked over Jonathan Taylor like he was Jonathan Taylor Thomas trying to play uh, running back, <laughs> but he also blared up the middle and blocked a, a field goal. Uh, 29 missed field goals and or, or, or rather and extra points combined in week five week five versus kickers undefeated oh yeah undefeated weird ki- league-wide kicker meltdown all, all week. <laughs> and, and it does hurt if you're a colts fan that stings because yeah you, that game went into overtime any one of those kicks bounces in and you know you win the game or at least the complexion of the game is totally different as the ravens are staging that comeback right and i think it does hurt you know you got to look at the colts and ask like what's happening here um, and, and look, nationally, we all had our skepticism about the Colts and Wentz and kind of what that would be. Um, but it feels like the Colts wanted to sell themselves as this complete roster that, that Chris Ballard had built. And all we needed was this quarterback and Carson Wentz is that answer. And he uh, took some bad sacks. He had some throws that weren't so great. Is he that answer? And you know, forget just this season where the Colts are falling further and further behind the Titans in the AFC South and Titans are just running away with that division. Forget this season. Can they be more than this? Because this was right. supposed to be the Colts at their peak. There were supposed to be kind of no excuses this year. Can they yeah. be more than this? Yeah. And I think it's going to be challenging. I think it's going to be challenging. I mean, look, Carson Wentz did not have a bad game, but he did yeah. not have the type of game that was going to be able to make up for when this defense started to fall apart late in the game. Or not fall apart, but get gas late in the game and all these other I mean, pieces. Yeah, the defense melted down. And that right. defense is supposed to be like a complete unit with veterans on right. it and superstar, you know, Darius right. Leonard and Lots of Xavier Rhodes been in the league for a decade. Like, yep, yep. You had the cornerback injuries there. I mean, they, they wiped out of almost every cornerback there. So, like, look, I, I get it. Like, there are, are spots on this Indiana Colts team that you can point at and say, well, because, because, because. But at the same time, uh, part of being a complete roster is having that depth. And if you don't have the depth, you're not going to win. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just tough to see this Indianapolis Colts team going anywhere anytime really soon but what an incredible game for Lamar Jackson for the Baltimore Ravens for NFL football fans in the midst of a night that was otherwise kind of shrouded in degradation shrouded yeah. in 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 controversy shrouded in all these other things to be able to get back to the basics of the NFL and just enjoy a phenomenal football game that gave you yeah. everything that you were looking for just one of the most dynamic players in football put on a show and that'll cheer yeah. you right up yeah uh, we still have fantasy. Speaking of all the dynamic fl- players in football, we still got to talk a little bit of fantasy here. Um, obviously, we had Saquon go down, Saquon Barkley go down. That's going to affect your teams and all sorts of other stuff. Waiver wire. Uh, we're going to chat with Kate Majuke about all that on the Tuesday Fantasy Forum in a bit. But I also want to talk to you about. So, uh, Ross, do you ever have streaks on your windshield? Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yep. That can be dangerous, right? Especially Very. if it's raining out and you're not getting it all. Replacing your whole windshield wiper is like mega expensive. If you go to rockauto.com and enter your make your year and your model and just make sure you know how long the windshield blade is, just go outside and measure it real quick. You can get a new windshield wiper blade for like $3.62. Oh my. And you could just slip it off and on. It's like not even a real car repair thing. That is the kind of savings that Rock Auto can get you. Even if you're not like a DIY kind of person, you can still get like jumper cables. And if you live in a wintry place, like an ice scraper, um, all sorts of like essential car supplies at Rock. Anything you'd get at a brick and mortar auto shop. And then some if you do, if you actually are like a gearhead and you need gaskets or whatever, you can get all that stuff at rockauto.com. <laughs> they are a family company. They've been doing this online for 20 years. So they're going to make sure that they're taking care of you. And you can save a buck as compared to the brick and mortar auto shops that are going to upcharge your mechanics will upcharge your rock auto. They're taking care of you. So head on over to rockauto.com and at checkout, there's a how you heard about a section. Make sure you let them know that locked on sent you rock auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All right, everybody, it is Tuesday, and we get a very, very uh, kind of much-needed palate cleanser here, something we could always enjoy talking about. Our good friend Kate Maju coming through at FF Ball Blast on Twitter for our Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Kate, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? Thank you for having me on, guys. You're right. This is a very necessary palate cleanser, but uh, football, the show always goes on, right? That's absolutely right. Exactly. That's absolutely right. And unfortunately for a lot of fantasy football players, the show must go on without their top running back this season because you have a, or well, at least for a little while, like that transition. I mean, it's kind of sad, but it's a good transition. <laughs> uh, but Saquon Barkley, <laughs> Saquon Barkley dealing with uh, a big time ankle injury. It's uh, described as a low ankle injury. What does this mean for fantasy owners and where should they look in the coming weeks? It's definitely, definitely problematic. I think we are finally starting to see Saquon Barkley return to uh, Saquon Barkley form. He was looking spry. Uh, he was he was really starting to look like uh, the Saquon Barkley of yesteryear. This is just another setback. You hate to have that uh, that you know an, an additional lower body injury, especially for a running back. Uh, all of these guys rely so much on power. Uh, I think we do have to anticipate, you know, the timeline. We've seen anything from, uh, you know, at least week six to, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, up to four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, hard, hard to say what is uh, going to result of that. But um, I will say, looking at their upcoming schedule, so um, they have the Rams, Panthers, Chiefs, Raiders, and then they have a bye week. Um, then returning in week 11, they face the Bucks. My guess, uh, if I had to uh, use my clairvoyant powers, is that we'll see him after the bye week. Um, but like, I'm going to be honest, the Rams, they've been, they've been middle of the pack this year against the run. But like the, the Carolina Panthers, they've been tough. They are allowing the third fewest uh, amount of running back points, uh, fantasy points scored to the running back position mm-hmm. uh, on the season so far, which is pretty uh, pretty bonkers. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that even if, uh, y- even if we want to try to find the handcuff for Saquon Barkley, I don't know that it's going to be all of that, uh, relevant. Mm. Uh, but you know what, honestly, with the, uh, with the injuries that most of us are dealing with on our teams, we've had to start, uh, we've had to start some rough, rough outings. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure. If you are someone that had Saquon Barkley on your roster and now you got to fill a slot, 
uh, even if it's just a slot for a few weeks or, you know, any number of other injuries, who's out there right now that uh, might be interesting? Uh, if you're looking for, for a direct replacement, the guy with the Giants is Devontae Booker. Um, came in in Saquon's absence, had 16 rushes, 42 uh, rushing yards, not overly efficient, but um, is a capable receiving back. Uh, ended up scoring two touchdowns, which, uh, you know, not that anybody started him to begin with, but uh, good to know that he he got that done. Another name that I am looking at, though, uh, and kind of I feel like flew under the radar this week is uh, Khalil Herbert. Running back for the Chicago Bears, we also have David Montgomery um, dealing with a sprained knee. We all kind of just took it for granted that it was going to be Damian Williams. He was going to come in and be the guy. But uh, we actually saw a, a rookie Khalil Herbert come in, take 18 rushing attempts on the ground, uh, managed 75 yards, didn't have a target, which uh, you never you never like to see that, but um, played 53% of offensive snaps, which... Um, I, I like that that upside, especially in an offense that um, is is utilizing the run so heavily. Uh, Khalil Herbert's a, a guy I want to keep my eye on, and um, he's, I, you know, I, I think he's really just generally flown under the radar because everybody had their sights set on Damian Damian Williams. Claire Herbert, very, very exciting college career on and off the field. Did a lot of really, really great stuff. Glad to hear his name pop up so quickly into his rookie season, albeit because of injury. So you do always hate to see that. Uh, look, if, if you're not looking for a running back, Kate, or you're looking for any player that you could potentially be targeting on the waiver wire this week, who are some of those players that fantasy owners should be looking for? Uh, I want to just, you know, put the, the vote of confidence out there. If you guys are looking for uh, some help at tight end, don't forget, just double check, double check your waivers for Dalton Schultz and Dawson Knox. Their performance this season has just been absolutely off the charts, uh, ridiculously efficient. No way they can sustain it, but. Um, I, I definitely think we need to uh, double check, double check our waivers <laughs> just to make sure they didn't fall through the cracks because you know what? They are not uh, big time household names. Uh, Marquez Calloway, another name we saw finally, Jameis uh, tossed up some big ones this week. Uh, Marquez Calloway was actually like one of the most hyped sleepers going into the season, uh, but everybody got pretty frustrated with a very slow start. Um, he's rostered in just 40% of ESPN leagues, 30% of Yahoo leagues. So pretty widely available, but uh, he, he's been getting the, the target share there for the saints. Uh, we're still not seeing the return of uh, Michael Thomas yet. So we've got some time there to work. Uh, I think he could be uh, an interesting, interesting piece to fill the void. Kate, thank you so much for uh, coming around and talking a little bit of fantasy with us. Thanks for having me on guys. So tomorrow on the Locked On NFL podcast, Tony and James are going to take care of y'all, uh, talk about if there's more to talk about with John Gruden, they'll handle that, but it's also the Power Rankings show, so if you're into Power Rankings, make sure you stop by on Wednesdays at the Locked On NFL podcast. For Ross Jackson, I'm Luke Braun. Thank you all so much for listening to the Locked On NFL podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen. Your second listen should be the Peacock and Williamson podcast, also part of the Locked On family, Brian Ke Peacock and Matt Williamson former NFL scout doing an awesome job breaking everything down. So go and check that out. We'll, we will see you all tomorrow here on the locked on NFL podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.